Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey, mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy. So privileged to be here and to know that you are taking time to listen to this podcast today. It is my goal and my hope to help you become the mom you want to be and to help you enjoy being a mom. Motherhood is hard, but we can enjoy it. I think that kind of motherhood includes a lot of play and a lot of discipleship for our kids and for ourselves as well. So let's dig in to today's topic. Today we are talking about Bloom's taxonomy. All right, you might have heard of this when you were in school or maybe if you've you've been a teacher, you might have heard of this. But what does this have to do with faith? Well, I've been thinking about this for a few weeks because I heard about this in regards to the dance classes, the dance training that I took over the summer. And so I've been thinking about that. And then last night or the night before, I watched this interview of Dr. Mimi Larson, who I met in May editor of a book I love, and she's just incredible. She is all about researching um, children's spirituality, and she is a big advocate of play. And so her and I really connected when we met in May. It was just great. But I haven't heard of anybody talking about Bloom's Taxonomy with regard to children and teaching them about our faith. And she did in this interview. And I was like, whoa, God is doing something. And so she was saying that um, she spoke a lot about play at the beginning of the interview. And I'm going to put a link to this interview in the show notes. It brought me to tears and made me smile. And I'm just so grateful so grateful that this work is being done and that I am not a lone voice crying out for play in the church and in nurturing children's faith. But so she talked about Bloom's taxonomy and how she has done some research into some of the the most common children's curriculum in Sunday schools, and most of them only use the first three lower thinking levels of Bloom's taxonomy, and how these curriculums are not allowing children to do higher 
thinking that is going to really help them to have more depth to their understanding of God's word and God. And so um, that inspired me to to go ahead and do this episode that I've been talking about. Um, and I just want to share with you what Bloom's Taxonomy is and and the so this there are six different levels of it and then i think next week we will come back and talk about in more practical ways what um it looks like to go through all of these with some stories and particular conversations that we can have with our kids. So today is an introduction to Bloom's taxonomy and um, and talking about those six levels. And then next week, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper into some of the practical ways we can use our understanding of this. So the, the way this is, so it's six levels of types of thinking. So the bottom, it's kind of a, it's a almost a pyramid in some of the pictures. The bottom is the simplest, lowest level thinking. So it doesn't take much processing or internalization to do this. So the first level is remembering, memorizing. That is the lowest level. And so if, you'll, if you've been listening for a while, you will have heard or you may have heard the episode where I talk about memorizing scripture is not enough for our kids. I'll just put a link in the show notes to that. That is the lowest form of thinking is simply memorizing. Okay, this, um, some verbs that go with remembering this level is copying, even defining, locating, quoting, listening, repeating, outlining, memorizing, identifying, matching, duplicating. Okay, that's the lowest level of thinking. Our kids are capable of more. Then the next one is understanding. That is still a low one. Examples of activities at understanding level are just organizing a framework or illustrating the difference between a rectangle and a square, summarizing the plot of a story. Those are all just basic understanding, still a low level of thinking. Some other verbs that go with this might be paraphrasing predicting, contrasting, commenting, journaling, estimating, gathering, expressing, um, those categorizing, those are very low level ways of considering a story and thinking about things that we're learning. The third level is to apply. Okay. And some of this would be using like an in math, for example, using a formula to solve a problem, selecting a design to meet a purpose, reconstructing the passage of a new law through a given government system. 
So understanding how things work. Like first it starts, the the law would start here, then it would go here and da da da. Like being able to repeat back that. All right. And here are some other verbs that we commonly would use with faith um, in, in this level. Acting out. Acting out is great. It is still in the lower level. Reenacting, choosing, determining, examining, sketching, illustrating, experimenting, interviewing, painting, all of these presenting are just application. It is still a lower level. Now, each one gets more and more difficult, but these are still there. There's no ownership in it. It is all just kind of regurgitating back what they've been told. And for our faith to be truly passed on to our children in a way that is meaningful and impacts their life and their eternity, they can't just regurgitate back to us without personalizing, without um, having some sort of ownership. All right, the fourth level, here we go. So 93%, okay, I haven't read her data, but From her interview, she said 93% of children's Sunday school curriculum stops there. All right, let's not stop there. Let's believe that our children are capable and that God is capable of doing deep work in them, deep thoughts. Psalm 92.5 says... How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. We are created, our children, your children, are created in the image of a profound thinking God. They are capable of more. And I will say, even if they cannot articulate it, most children are capable of more. Now, I know there are some children, some people with disabilities who may not be capable of those higher levels. And that does not mean they are not capable of an intimate and authentic relationship with Jesus. So I am talking about neurotypical or even some neurodiverse, but those who do not have deep cognitive disabilities, okay? So we are moving on to the three higher levels. This is what I want to encourage you to seek, to seek to participate in with your children and invite your children to participate in. So the fourth level is analyze. So this would, um, for example is understanding and being able to explain how the steps of the scientific process work together to figure out and identify why a machine isn't working to to look at something and identify its parts 
in in a more complex, just um, way than memorizing, but understanding the the parts, being able to pull it apart. Okay, analyzing, um, problem solving. Some other words are explaining, structuring, questioning, distinguishing, organizing, mind mapping, deconstructing, breaking down, calculating. All right. There's some real work. It's not just regurgitation, right? Our brains are working here. The fifth level is to evaluate. This used to be the sixth level. And before analyzing, there was a level of synthesizing. Um, Based on research, it has been updated But you will see if you look up and do more research on Bloom's taxonomy, you will find both. But the more updated, more contemporary understanding of the way we think is creating is the highest form. Okay, so evaluating is no longer the highest form of thinking. Now creating is. But let's go back to this evaluating. So the fifth level is evaluation of something. Making a judgment regarding an ethical dilemma. Interpreting the significance of a law of physics, okay? Illustrating the relative value of a technological innovation in a specific setting. Okay, so I've got notes that's giving me some of these. Um, That's why that one's so bizarre. Okay, So evaluating is taking what is and applying judgment to it. All right. So some other verbs for this are arguing, testing, assessing, criticizing, commenting, defending, experimenting, hypothesizing, predicting, reflecting, reviewing. All right. So It is not enough for a child to say, David killed Goliath. That that would be lower thinking. They know it. They've memorized that. They can repeat it back to you. Maybe they can even draw you a picture of David killing Goliath. That is still all lower thinking. Now, criticizing. But God doesn't want us to kill. Why do we celebrate David killing somebody? Jesus tells us to love our enemy. That is evaluating, not just believing and accepting what is put in front of you, but being able to think through the implications of it and ask questions of it. That I think is so important. And that is what helps take it from my parents' faith to my faith, right? Test it. My kids test out. David was brave when he fought a giant. I can be brave with God too. They test that out when on the playground, they stand up to a bully and they defend their friend. They test it when they say to someone, I don't like that. Don't do that to me. 
and they pray to God for the strength to say those words. That is evaluating it. That is testing it, validating that God's word is true. God holds on to his promises and he keeps them. And they live that and they experience it themselves. That is holding up to it. That is evaluating. That is taking it on for themselves. All right. Here's the last one. And the last and the highest level, I've already mentioned it, is creating. And this, this reason right here is why I say no to crafts. Okay. Art, process art. Yes, yes, yes. Crafts, no. It's because creating is the, is the highest form of thinking. When they come up with, when you design a new solution to an old problem, and it helps to acknowledge the previous failures, deleting the least useful argument in a persuasive essay, writing a poem based on a given theme or tone. I had this professor in college and for our reading, every time we had two choices in how to respond and show that we did our reading. The first was to write one page response on I think most of the time it was anything from that. There might have been a question. I don't remember. But it could only be one page. It could not be longer and it could not be shorter. One page. That was always one option. The second option was to create something. And I always thought, I was like, wow, this this is easier. Why would he give us this option? Well, I thought, well, it's spending more time for one. Um, but it also, we had to really be thinking and creative how to prove we did our reading in some kind of creation and it had to be meaningful and it couldn't just be a doll of one of the characters. Like you had to show your, your work in this creation. And I did choose the creation multiple times because I like to create, but I don't think I realized how much thinking and the level of thinking is involved with true creation. All right. And so some of the verbs that um, go with this are Um, building, adapting, collaborating, composing, directing, writing, filming, simulating, role-playing, solving, mixing, facilitating, managing, leading. Those are creating. And creating is not just art, okay? But that is one way that we can invite children to create. And that is one of the reasons why I love to just put out art supplies and see what kids do. Allow them to respond to the Holy Spirit with a blank slate because it creates much higher thinking. What is a child learning when they color in fish and bread? They're learning that the story was about fish and bread. But what 
might they reflect on and learn if they're given just blank paper and art materials to create and to process what the Holy Spirit is doing in them. Oh, I, if you're on on Facebook, follow me on Facebook in my group, I think maybe on the created play Facebook page. I posted that this past week I watched, um, a play workshop, um, a secular play workshop. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this one, but, um, they talked all about all these wonderful things about process art. And at the end, this, and this was designed for teachers, for early childhood educators. But at the end, they said, if there was one thing you could say to parents to help them to honor and trust children as capable, um, which is kind of the goal of this, this workshop, what would that one piece of advice be? And one of the two women said, no more crafts, no more crafts. And I just think our children's faith, passing on our faith is so important to us, so important for them that we do such a disservice by planning crafts, by cutting out all the beaks and, and, putting all the craft bags together and at home too. We do such a disservice when we tell our children what the project is supposed to look like. We're robbing them of an opportunity to create with the creator and to think deeply and have profound thoughts and mighty works like our God. So next week, we're going to take a story and we're going to look at what are some practical ways, some practical questions we can help ask our kids to walk through all six levels. Okay, I'm going to give you some questions that you can ask and um, give you an example with a Bible story as we go through all of it. in a simple, easy, probably not Pinterest worthy way, but in a way that is easy for you to do. All right, mamas, on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with your kids. And thank you for showing up. If this podcast has helped you or inspired you, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and um, Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It doesn't take long if you are an Apple user. If you're an Android user, it takes a little bit longer, but it's still doable from a laptop. So I would so appreciate that. Um, Thanks, mamas. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, mamas. I just wanted to let you know that if you are listening in real time right now, there is a 30% off sale happening on the Connected Families main course called Discipline That Connects. It is the class that helped me to change 
my discipline approach so that it now disciples my kids and I feel better about it. Right now is the time to sign up. Check it out at createdplay slash DTC. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.